0: Welcome to Growing the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is Easter Sunday. Well, here we are, it's Holy Weekend, preparing for Easter Sunday, and tomorrow begins Holy Thursday and then Friday, Good Friday, difficult day, but then we have the beauty of Easter Vigil and I'm going to look at the readings for Easter Sunday today which come from John chapter 20, verses one through nine. And just take a moment to slow down our days and really look at the new life the Lord wants to give us. And there are just so many people who have simply never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. There's so many people who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, which we hear in the second Eucharistic prayer. So let's encourage you to be uh, praying, who can I invite to these different events? Like Thursday, Eucharist, priesthood, washing the feet. You know, Good Friday, time to really look at Jesus' thirst for us. And then Easter, vigil on Saturday, just that He rose from the dead. I mean, what a gift that He conquered sin and death that you and I can be at peace. But He wants to save us from whatever we're going through right now. Not just from hell, when we die. Okay, so let us just take a moment to call upon the Holy Spirit. Get out our Bibles, catechisms, and really pray with the Word of God and come ready to experience new life. As we hear from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 9, which says, On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we do not know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head not with the burial clause, but rolled up in a separate place. And the other disciple went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Well, a beautiful gospel, and let we'll us hopefully pull a few things out as we prepare for Holy Week. You know, the gospel begins with a simple line that a lot of us might miss, but it says on the first day. Now, Sunday was the first day of the Jewish week and you have Mary of Magdalene, you know, a devoted disciple of Christ who delivered, was delivered from demonic possession and whose love for Jesus carried her all the way to the cross and it's gotta be the same for us. But that first day of the week is is the day of new life. And how many people could just use new life to put the past in the past and just to really be done. So I encourage you just to you need to go to confession, go to confession on Good Friday if, if they offer at your parish or Good Thursday. And then they say that, you know, Mary just ran. She ran and told Simon Peter. She goes to the Pope, the head of the church. And the other disciple who is John, John the beloved disciple, who has his head on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper, and says, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. What does that mean? Well, the empty tomb is the indisputable fact of Easter morning as testified even by the Roman soldiers who guarded it. see Matthew 28, 11 through 15. But the disappearance of Jesus is the first indication that he had risen, as he said. And this is confirmed by several appearances throughout the next 40 days, which you can see in John 20 through 21, Acts 1, 3. Venus says, we don't know where they put them. So it presumes that Mary has come to the tomb with other women. But Peter came out with the disciple, and you just even ask yourself, where is the Lord calling me out of, where am I living in fear, you know, and, and, and when I come out, am I, am I coming out with somebody else too? Am I trapped in fear of judgment, fear of the opinions of other fears, of embarrassment, because they, they both ran, and John the Evangelist himself is the other disciple, and Luke And a different gospel makes similar mention of a certain disciple, including Peter, running to the tomb on Easter. And they bent down to look in, but John reached the tomb first. But he defers to Peter by letting him enter the tomb first in verse 6. So this is more than a polite gesture. Something like, oh, how nice of a young man to do that. It's not the point. It reflects a deference to the preeminent honor and authority that Jesus bestowed on Simon. But allegorically, now the tomb is the sacred scriptures. Think about that. The tomb is the sacred scriptures, and Peter is faith, which is the first thing we bring to its pages, and John is understanding, which is afterward enters and penetrates the meaning more deeply. So morally, Peter and John represent the active and contemplative missions of the church. So that even when contemplatives are the first to arrive at a deep understanding of faith, deference or deference is given to the hierarchical, le- hierarchical leadership who later defines and promulgates their authentic insights. Pretty cool. To look at it that way. And you get that from John Scotus Reg- Regina. So a really good way of looking at What's happening here, allegorically? And they, they look down, and you see the linen clothes lying there, folded up, and the linen clothes, it's, it's cooperating evidence or co- corroborating evidence of the resurrection. So no thief would have taken time to unwrap Jesus' corpse, right? Let's well, just be honest, that would be stupid. Um, and fold his burial clothes neatly in the tomb. But in any case, the robbers gave... The robbers of antiquity usually stole the expensive linens and left the body behind, not the other way around. So it's just important to really look at how, how do we know the script actually happened. But then that one line ends with, it says, you know, they, they came to believe, but they didn't know what it meant to rise from the dead. So the importance of the resurrection is, is a mystery, right? He had to suffer. He had to rise on the third day. So Jesus' mo- mockery and rejection Recall Psalm thirty one, sixty-nine, one eighteen, Isaiah fifty and fifty-three. Psalm twenty-two, right? But we have to know that Christ laid in the tomb two nights to rescue man from the twofold death of sin, because souls die spiritually on account of sin. You can see Romans six twenty-three, for the wages of sin is death, but we also die physically. So being victorious on the third day, Christ now rises. It raises our souls to new life in grace, and later um, in glory. So how about you? The Lord wants to give you new life. Will you let him? As we close and enter into Easter, I just encourage you just to spend time in silence. Spend time with the Lord. And just, just ask him, say, come Holy Spirit, You know, Jesus, what did you do for me? And what tomb is he calling you out of? Place of fear. Let's offer you new life. Continue to journey with the Lord. This week, a song I'm going to end with is called New Day by Joe Zambone. And I just really feel like the Lord just wants to give us so much newness. Let's encourage you, you know, these last few days, stay to your light and disciplines. The devil breathes down our necks, especially when we're approaching holiness during the holiest of holy days. Don't give up. And watch the Lord do amazing things in your life. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. the
1: shadows come to bring the rising. Cleanse our brokenness and pain Then raise our eyes to